Welcome back to North of Shy, the Baird and Warner North Shore podcast. I'm your host for the day, Eric Schwinger. I'm sitting here with Ian Robinson. Hey, everybody. And Catherine Leonard. Hello, hello. And today we're going to talk a little bit about micro markets. What are micro markets, you ask? Good question. Micro markets are markets within other markets. So, for example, we all know that there's certain communities around the North Shore of Chicago. We've got Glenview, we've got Evanston, we've got Wilmette, Winnetka. Um, but within those markets, there's actually even smaller market areas to look at. For example, within the community of Wilmette, you've got neighborhoods like The Cage or Kenilworth Gardens. And each one of those little micro markets kind of has their own sort of ecosystem, which can affect uh, pricing, can affect, uh, you know, there's different levels of demand or supply in these different markets. People often look to elementary schools that they want to be sending their kids to. So uh, let's discuss. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on um, what's going on there out there and some of the micro markets that you guys uh, manage. Well, just yesterday, we were looking at a very difficult situation for a seller who's actually been on the market previously. And the seller is not understanding. They were on, on with a different brokerage at, honestly, too high of a price. You know, mm -hmm. um, And the reality is that the seller is hearing all this great news about how wonderful the market is and how it's a seller's market and they should be able to get their price. And why is my friend's house selling and not mine? And all my friends are telling me that my house should be selling. And the problem was that their house is in a very specific micro market. It's in an area of a community that goes to a different high school from what the rest of the community does. Wow. That dramatically can impact things. Um, so there are, there are unique situations like that you need to look at. So micro market could be like a school, a specific school. Right. It could be elementary school district. It could be high school district. Sometimes, you know, they may go to one elementary school district where it's very common for that area, but then the high school may be a different high school than, you know, where the, so there's all these things you need to look at, but micro markets can also be uh, a condo building. You know, mm -hmm. you could have two different condo buildings next to each other and have one of them be red hot and one of them be very cool. Absolutely. Uh, you could have, uh, besides school districts, it could be specific price ranges. It could be property types. Some neighborhoods you look at and maybe there's a lot of split levels in there and there's some raised ranches and there's some two stories and there's some ranches. Well, the ranches are typically pretty hot right now. There's a lot of people who want ranches. Two stories are historically hot. Split levels are usually the third tier of desire and raised ranches are kind of the bottom of the barrel. So you really got to look at the micro market. This, this neighborhood may be red hot, but when you look at just you know, raised ranches, is it not a good market? So in, in the example I was talking about the other day, you know, unfortunately, you know, in this situation, they were overpriced by, you know, probably 15%. And last year, 2021, which was the hottest real estate market we've seen, they were on the market and they lost their opportunity to get their best price mm -hmm. because, you know, the agents before had not really talked about micro markets. So it's really important to understand that so that we can get the job done for our clients. So customers who might be listening out there, this is why you need a realtor. <laughs> And agents who might be listening out there, um, this is why you have to search in a particular way. I know in my office, we train to always 
search with the filter of the elementary school district because in in the Evanston area there's one high school and so the variable is the elementary school not so where you were speaking of uh, Ian um, so it's important to know um, the variables that trigger value or how long it lasts on the market in each neighborhood yes so Ian it sounds like you're even further teasing things out more so than just geography mm -hmm. in terms of the type of housing, right? Mm -hmm. So a ranch versus a raised ranch versus a split level. How do you suggest, what tools do you suggest agents use when trying to figure out what's really going on in a micro market? Well, the first thing is you need to really look at the subject property and the comparables in detail. And, you know, I love all the CMA tools that are out in the industry. You know, we use cloud CMA mostly at, at Baird Warner, and it's a great tool and it should definitely be used. But for me, when I'm going to do a CMA, I would still be printing out those MLS sheets and I would be marking them up so that I'm where, okay, this one is on, you know, 1.7 mm -hmm. acres. Mm -hmm. This one is on 0.83 acres. This one is X number of square feet. This is X number of square feet. And make sure with the square feet, you're looking at the tax assessor. You're looking at all that information to make sure, because sometimes agents put things that are wrong in there. Maybe they're including the finished basement in the total square feet when it really mm -hmm. shouldn't be there. So make sure you're understanding what the subject really is and how it really compares. And I would, I would mark that up, make notes. Back in my selling days, I always had a red pen, a blue pen, a black pen, and a couple different colors of highlighters. Absolutely. Highlighters are friend. And when I went to meet with the clients, they would see that I did my homework right. and I knew what I was talking about. Um, so it's really important. And another thing which you didn't mention before is new construction or rehab versus things that are not in great shape. Uh, often uh, right now in a lot of our areas, if a new construction or something that's recently rehabbed comes on, it flies off the market right away. And people think, oh, well, that's great. The market's moving fast. But for somebody that's got a house that needs a lot of work, it's not going to fly off that fast unless it's priced appropriately for what it is. And by the way, the homework you speak of with uh, the highlighter is very valuable when it comes time for an appraisal. Absolutely. Because we're seeing, you know, some some unpredictable scenarios with appraisals right now. But if you've done the homework and you've got highlighted properties to hand over and say, no, 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 this is this is the true comparable, then you're doing your seller uh, a, a, a better service. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the appraisals are so important right mm -hmm. now because with the prices going up in most of the markets and the micro markets the last year, we're starting to see, you know, more and more appraisal problems creep in. Of course, when the market does shift and we know it's going to shift at some point, you know, it, probably later this year, I think, but you, you guys can give your own opinions too. But when the market starts to shift, then we won't really see that problem. You know, it'll kind of go the other way. Um, but right now we're seeing definitely appraisal issues creeping up. So having that ammunition and saving your work is probably a really good idea. Can I just say in our office, um, when we talk about comps, I talk in terms of slicing the pie and you have to slice that pie a million different ways. And so if I'm looking at a ranch, okay, uh, let's look at all one story homes. Fine. You get a sense of that. Then start over again, cut the pie a different way. Maybe every house of any kind um, on that street in the last mm -hmm. two years, you slice the pie every single way. And I, we tell our agents, the picture will emerge of what the price range should be. 
but you have to do that work. And I see a lot of agents who mistakenly just say, yep, put in three beds, two baths. Here's the price. No, micro markets are, are so much more than that. Yeah. I love how you described it as slicing the pie because you, and sometimes with a unique property, you have to look at uh, different sets of comparables mm-hmm, for right. it and then kind of come up with an idea of where that price needs to be based on that it's kind of one foot in one and one foot in the other. And in the luxury market, you know, we see that too, that you could have a property that's so unique, say in Highland Park, that you can't really find a comparable right now for it. Mm-hmm. In Highland Park, you need to look at Glencoe and Winnetka and maybe Lake Forest because it's like lakefront, very unique. There hasn't been a, a sale like it to get an idea right. of kind of what the market would bear for it. So, you know, you have to get creative. And I like that pie analogy a lot. Full contact sport, right? Yeah. Pricing a house. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And even when the market is going up, it is still critical because they're, they're, we have very low inventory, but the inventory that's been sitting there for a long time, it's all sitting there because it's overpriced. You know, with the number of buyers we have out in the marketplace, if everything out there was priced correctly, it would be sold. I think I researching and pricing a house properly can help you win a listing too. When you show up, as you say, Ian, mm-hmm. with all of your scratch, scratch papers, you might think, oh, this doesn't look elegant, but it shows you've done your work and you know the market. And I think that's a winning proposition. If I'm the seller, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd pick the agent that has studied it every which way and presented me with a deep analysis rather than a broad one. I, I would sure hope that they would. And mm-hmm. in my experience, when I was selling, I got most of the listings I went on where other okay. agents were telling them higher prices. I think because I showed them that I knew what I was talking about and I and I mm-hmm. did that. And you feel sorry for some of those sellers that fall for the people giving them too high of a price, either because they don't really know or because they're frankly not as competent with pricing. Um, which certainly we owe it to the clients to be competent. Yeah, so, do the work. Um, but I feel kind of sorry for those sellers. You see them sitting on the market and reducing small increments and small increments, and eventually they're going to sell for way, way less mm-hmm. than they would have if it was price right to begin with. Great stuff, guys. I couldn't agree more with your uh, analysis of the analysis of micro markets. So thank you very much for your insights today, and we'll see you next time on North of Shy. Thank you.